watched Pitbull Beyond Worldwide on Fuse, which is uh, a informative program that is not just a commercial for his new album. Would you would you uh, say it's an infomercial then? I, yeah, it's it informative, an, but there's still a but it is commercial, commercial aspect. But, but unlike other infomercials, this one is next level because it it also still has time for other commercials. <laughs> yes. Um, so uh, it's infotainment. The the previous Pitbull episode we did, we watched a CNBC special, which was fame and fortune. Uh, I guess you'd call a puff piece. <laughs> yeah, the Pitbull puff piece, known as Pitbull fame and fortune. <laughs> well, this is a step up or down. I'm not sure which direction. It's uh, pretty sideways. Yeah, if you ask me, because puff piece to commercial. Because the the uh, in a puff piece, right? You have the semblance of validity because you have was it was maria bartiroma or who was it i feel like it was not maria bartiroma it was uh oh why how am i blanking on this uh uh, uh caruso cabrera it was michelle caruso cabrera did the interview okay and oh yeah yeah but it, so you have someone who, who was there ostensibly to to you know uh, press the subject but obviously there's all kinds of ways around this, right? You give them the questions beforehand, which they have to approve. You give them final cut on the yeah. whatever. Well, There's all sorts of things you can do. But it appears to be somewhat journalistic. Right. Even, even though, though it's obviously not. Yeah, at no point is he actually challenged really in any Co- way. Correct. But it, but it, that's, that's why it's called a puff piece. Right, okay. right. But this thing doesn't even pretend to have an air <laughs> of legitimacy as noted by there is no interviewer. It's they have they have him set up as if he's maybe speaking to someone who's interviewing him, but that's clearly not happening yeah, because it, you never see anyone. Like it would have been hilarious had they had someone there playing the part of an interviewer who just coincidentally never uttered a word. <laughs> yeah, but yeah. they didn't. They didn't no, do that. There's no cutaway. There's no. It's just. It's just him sitting in a chair as if he's being interviewed but you never hear any questions or any pushing and yeah. it, and he's he has all these um all these little puns that he makes yeah he has a lot of like little things he repeats like uh especially as part of his personal story like uh he always refers to uh the you know, extracurricular activities in the 80s involving various other products. Street business uh, activies. So, so drugs, right? You're selling drugs? You're selling drugs is what you're talking about? I didn't say that. I didn't say, I didn't I say didn't it. say that. So uh, I can still get Nickelodeon awards. But, <laughs> but right. But, and it's, but we get it. We get what you mean. Uh, the, but the way he says all this stuff, right? it's so forced. And, yeah. and it's the kind of deal with any legitimate it's, interview, if you, if you just dropped one of these puns, someone would be like okay moving on yeah, yeah. <laughs> you know? they'd be like what are you doing um and he uh it sounds like his his description of it gets slightly more elaborate every time like i think the last one we saw he also tried to deflect it as like his dad was into a lot of extracurricular activities but now it sounds more like he's like oh i was in the biz and then i used i used my knowledge from the streets from doing whatever those extracurricular activities were <laughs> You know, you sell a product. It's just that like isn't music. Drugs. It's just like it's music. It's just like music. You got to get them hooked. I mean, I was practically selling music or something else that yes. you get hooked on. Or something on. that you could get hooked on that maybe you would enjoy along with music. Uh, <laughs> yeah. So he's right. it's it's he's just realizing he's just putting himself out there, Matt. So a big a big part of this one was. They just went through a bunch of videos he made recently and talked about the songs. Like, <laughs> well, we need to we need to sort of talk about this whole premise because I'm really confused because I feel like these sorts of things are normally in conjunction with something that's happening. And I've been hearing for about a year and a half now how he has this album coming out, which yeah. still isn't out. Right, this, this climate change, it has not come out. The, so the initially, it was targeted for early 2016. Then in August, a bunch of things came out saying it was coming out early October. Then in September, I saw stuff saying late October. It is now late November, and I've not seen anything with a date past Whoa. mid-October. Okay, so yeah, I found... Okay, 
I did not know about this, but it makes sense. Cause again, um, not only are all of the songs they talked about in regular rotation at my gym, but in between them, there are commercials for Pitbull's <laughs> album. Well, uh, right. So I'm actually wondering if this is the next level business thing, right? Because it, you could think of this in two ways where they're, they're waiting for a single to actually blow up before they release the album because they want people to, they, they want the sales to happen while it's hot. Yeah. Which doesn't make a ton of sense because you can go like, you can claim something being released. If no one remembers that it was released, it's you know, who cares? But the other thing is maybe they're actually trying to divest themselves entirely from the <laughs> album format. Right. Well, it's weird. Cause it doesn't sound like that's what, that's why it seems weird to delay it. Right. Cause who cares about the album being per You already have several singles and shit. Hey, maybe he's cutting um, some fresh tracks about Trump. Well, no, here's what he says. He says, uh, as of right now, we're looking at 2017, but you never know. Right. Album release dates always change. Correct. Do they? Do well, they always change? If you're Pitbull. Right. I'm a big believer that everything happens for a reason. Right now, we're working on two records in the 13th hour. It's like the 11th hour, but it doesn't exist. Um, <laughs> with very, very interesting well, features. If you're if you're Mr. Worldwide, you're on 24-hour time. Oh, right, so right. So it's just so, past halftime. Right. It's just sort of the middle of the day. It's 1 p.m. You probably just woke up because of all those extracurricular activities you were involved <laughs> yes. in. Yes. Uh, yeah. Um, so, okay. So let's, let's, let's start with green light. Oh, we're going to listen to some of the album now. Yeah. I mean, we can, Hot. we're going to watch the video if you want to watch yeah. along, oh, oh. you can't, but you can watch it no, also you on YouTube. <laughs> if you're at home and you want to queue it up and follow along with this, you can try We're not going to do anything elaborate to make that feel, easier, but feel free. You're welcome to, to try. Um, but you can hear the audio. Well, actually, yeah, you can sync it up because you'll have the audio in here, but. Alright, so it's got this like street racing theme with Pitbull and Flowrider. Flowrider looks like a driver with a bunch of endorsements. Pitbull looks like he's gonna go whack a guy. <laughs> he looks like Edward Scissorhands. Because <laughs> he's wearing like this black jumpsuit and then his freakishly pale bald head and these driving gloves. Either that, or you're right, he looks like he's about to strangle someone with piano wire. <laughs> yes. Like he's a bad guy from a Bond yeah. movie, right, well, but that's like a thing. really creepy one. But he was, his whole thing early on was he modeled himself after James Bond, but he accidentally How flipped it. How did I not it. know this? Because he was all like, Armando Bond was his like early thing, oh, like in his, in his videos. Like, Why Armando am I Bond. not surprised by this? But like he accidentally flipped it and went to Bond villain instead of... Bond. He watched some wrestling and he realized, you know, what the kids are into. <laughs> the heels. Turning heel is where it's at. Right, so he looks, when he's wearing his stupid white suit, he's always yeah. like, you're like, yeah, that's Pitbull. That's his yeah. dumb look. You're, that's fine. He's a coke dealer. But yeah, this, that's, the, that's the look. But no, he's, so not only does he look like Edward Scissorhands, he's wearing an elderly woman's gigantic rose-tinted sunglasses. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Well, he's driving. Those are his blue blockers. <laughs> oh, okay. On this very busy street. Yeah. Okay, so it needs to be pointed out. Him and Lunch Money are, Lunch dri Money Lewis, are, are yes. driving these supercars uh, down Miami. Like, not they're not on South Beach, but they're on the highway that goes to it. If the thing is, when on a car like that, the weight distribution is important. <laughs> Yeah, not, this dude is north of 300 pounds. <laughs> well, he we don't see him get in a car. Oh, is, is so, Will Ryder driving the other car? Yeah. They're just hanging out by the cars. I figured yeah. he was on it. He's Flo Rida, in case you didn't know. He just told you. Okay, so here's where it gets really dumb. It's coming. Oh, maybe not yet. It's, the, the, it's like the last line I mean, of his. It's the last line of his rap. I'm like, it's pretty dumb. I'm gonna try to catch it, but okay, here we go. Hi, in the honeycomb hideout? What? I I missed that. Reference when I listened a children's previously. cereal commercial from like the maybe late 80s i i had checked out by that point i yeah. was too distracted by but like lunch it's just money. Which random reference to like children's cereal like it's i mean it, it fits flow right he's confusingly like yo 
yo, these bitches dropping, you know, drop it low. But also, I'm family friendly. It's like, <laughs> but you know, in an appropriate way. <laughs> Oh, this is my favorite. This is like the strip club scene, not in a strip club. <laughs> yeah. Pitbull is seated in a very large executive type chair, and he's got that look on his, there's like six ladies, and he's got this look on his face like, oh yeah, girl, I noticed you there. It's like, of course you did, because there are six of them, <laughs> and no one else, and yes. they're shaking it in front of you. <laughs> also, you hired all of them. <laughs> <laughs> I remember you from casting. <laughs> <laughs> and catering earlier. <laughs> I gotta admit, that bass tone is excellent. Yeah. Well, I, I I should look into this more, but I'm I mainly like I'm sure he just gets chopped beats. Like I'm oh. sure he gets basically finished songs that like. You want to like say some shit over this and it's like <laughs> yeah i mean this one there's two other dudes to fill all the space so it's like but you know i'm sure he has uh, well he says you know you he says you got to have your own infrastructure which maybe he means like <laughs> beat factory? he's got the connections for people to send him beats so you don't have to like make them yeah I'm, yeah but, i'm not sure he because he doesn't have his own internet to distribute yeah, it he doesn't have his own i thought even if he had his own record label it would probably be an imprint of a much bigger label because right that's like, how they always like get, get them. They're like, yo, why am I giving you so much money? And it's like, well, what if you had your own? You're right. What if you had your own record label? We could set one up for you. And they're like, that's where it's at. It's like, and we'll be taking 30% <laughs> or what? Well, it's probably way more than that. It's probably some ridiculous shit. But, you know, uh, it's like, yeah, that'll be good is get a label set up underneath that label. That's how you got the real. It's all like the independent labels that are actually still like subsidiaries. Yeah. yeah. Um, because it's like, then yeah. you don't have to negotiate your own manufacturing and distribution deals. <laughs> yeah. Kind of like what a label does for you. Exactly. But it's your label. You have to hire your own, you have to pay your own administrative staff. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Welcome to the world of payroll. <laughs> the exciting world of payroll. All right. So, uh, so we were talking about these album titles. So this is climate change, which again, hasn't come out yet, even though there's like three videos, singles, do we, uh, do we want to talk about why it's titled Climate Change? Uh, I think, tell tell yeah, well, what okay, the two, all, previous two albums right, are so, so we can put this in perspective. Right, so there's there was global warming, globalization, and then climate change. Two of those are the same thing. Oh, oh, and that's what you think, Matt. It's also, well, it's did, also that you did think, one of them, then something that means something different, but sounds similar? You think, and then he came back to a different <laughs> word for the first one. You think climate change and global warming are the same thing, but they are very different. Because, in fact, when Pitbull is talking about climate change, he's not talking about global warming. He's talking about how every time they release an album, they change the climate of the music industry. <laughs> right, yes, exactly. Uh... <laughs> Which yeah. is so evident by the fact that even though Pitbull is a frequent target of ours, I was not even aware of when <laughs> he released I, what. I only knew that he had an album coming out and that it was called Climate Change because of the ads at my gym. And I was like, <laughs> I was like, wait, his next album's called Climate Change? Like, like the, but I'm sure I, I, I immediately got that he meant it like as a metaphor, but it's still, it's something that's like brought up so frequently and people are so serious about that it's weird to be like, you know, like that horrible thing that people don't want to deal with, <laughs> but in the music business and having to do with me making lots of money. Well, okay. So to, to Pitbull's point, though, I mean, he's, he's, he's taking the game to another level, right? He's saying, how do I get this out to the people on the street? He goes, I advertise in gyms and I run a special on fuse <laughs> everyone's go-to channel for music yes. <laughs> um okay so they talked about this enrique Igle oh, we could actually put this one on i mean uh not that we need to watch the video but i mean but we can we can we might as well we have the power there's no harm i just want to know in in this video does he have the same mustache that he has in the special? Um, for those of you who don't know. Oh, yeah. He has this Pipple super. Pipple normally has this like John Waters-esque thin mustache. Mm. But it is to a new level in the special. Because not only is it thin, it's like, you know those um, 
those beard levelers i don't know i don't know what you call, i mean technically it's a beard trimmer yeah. but I, what, you, it's the kind of thing where you're not removing any of the contour of the beard you're just shortening the height of it right and it's like set to the most extreme yeah. setting possible it's so set it, to a one so it almost looks like either someone missed something while shaving <laughs> or like he just hit puberty and he's like Yo, check out my fierce mustache. And people are like, why do you have that thing? Why don't you just wait a week to become a man? <laughs> All right. So uh, he does oddly look like an adult baby. So this song, uh, he, he mentions the sample. Technically, it's not a sample. Uh, it's uh, he has Enrique Iglesias sing the hook from the REO Speedwagon song. Oh, I think of the same name messing around, or at least I don't even know the, you know, sometimes if you say that everyone knows what song you're talking about, right? They know what song it is. Uh, it probably, it's like, it's like how if you say motor and not sister Christian, right? Exactly. <laughs> That's why I was, I was thinking it was funny because if it does have a different title, uh, okay. It is just called messing around. All right. Fantastic. So That's fine. Um, so yeah, so uh, so they they sing this song, and it's interesting because the original song, you know, it's like I heard it from a friend. You've been messing around. It sounds like it's a really it's like a bummer breakup song. Like I heard you've been cheating or whatever. But this song A sounds way more happy and upbeat, despite being pretty much like the same melody. Uh, although maybe they did like, I mean, it's got to be. It's, they didn't change the key or anything. I don't think they, you know. But but right the tone the right way the they tone is somehow is super like, happy and upbeat and well, he only changed party it. music by the way well right so and it's like hey you know what you know it would be great messing around and, and the right and the way that he made I guess that the change he thought was necessary to make it work that way was instead of you've been messing around it's I've been messing around and it's just like so I think it, he kind of changes to like I like you heard it from like. Uh, well, I mean, we'll see in a second because I'm actually not sure that ever. But basically, yeah, he's like, I've been messing. And then, like, the chorus is just him repeating, I've been messing around. And you're like, hey, man, like, he's taking it. He's taking it back. He's taking REO Speedwagon back. Yeah. Oh, it was, before I started, um, the, the key part, my favorite part of this uh, uh, 22-minute commercial, it was that he says how he uh, decided to do this song or how he came up with the song was that he was on the way somewhere in like seattle yeah he was on the way to a show in seattle he's on the way to show they put the record on they put the record which i don't on. even know what that means it means like okay so like i i the way he talks about Does his he album turntable in the in the tour bus he means like in the sense that like an individual like record song recording is considered a record you know which sure. is like so right that, right that's right. The it's like how term. you have court records right yeah so sure. he mean like the record like he's he means song is like record because you know song would imply there's some sort of structure maybe even meaning no no it's a it's a record <laughs> Uh, it is a product. We cranks them out. So he's listening. He, it comes on the radio, and he thought, "Man, we got to do something with this because it's such a big hook." And so I was like, "Wait, did you?" So you saying the song came on the radio, and you were like, "Man, this song would make a great song," <laughs> which is like been my like joke in like uh, response since like the beginning of like sampling. Uh, was that, I was like, is that how like some hip hop producers are like, like Puff Daddy, especially he must just be like in the car, you know, uh, you know, uh, I really love this song. We should make a song out of it. Right. Every breath you take comes on and he's like, damn, this would make a great song or I'm coming out. Right. I mean, yeah. that's, that's still, it's the whole, exactly. It's the no, whole of, song. Yeah. That's Puff Daddy. All of his songs are just like covers that he was like, yo, I sampled it. I'm like, no, you had somebody else sing the same song with slightly <laughs> different words. Sometimes, sometimes you use the same words, but like again, if it's convenient, like I'll be missing you. Well, well the, well the, well the, I'm coming out. He got Mace to mumble over it. Oh yeah, because Mace That's was true. Mace, Mace is hilarious. Mace is the worst rapper. He was so mumblecore. Do you remember like when he made this big comeback? I mean, it was no. It was okay. It was like okay, but to be fair, it's like I do not remember. It's the this. same comeback that if you were at a certain level of popularity, there's like a designated amount of time at which point you get a shot to like cash in a little bit it may not last like i don't think it lasted i don't think anybody cares anymore I, i'm certain it did not. but it definitely I, I was surprised how many people were like yo mace is back when, i'm like when, so what it was like was a year this? or so ago Are it you was serious he put out an album i missed it this is all right let me let me look this up is the, a weak comeback because i completely missed it 
Um, oh, of course I spelled his name wrong. It's Mace with an S. I thought it was with a dollar sign or something. <laughs> oh, it might be actually, depending on where it's written. Uh, welcome back. Oh, shit. Uh, wait, that can't be it. I thought there was something more recent. Oh, yeah, yeah, no. <laughs> he didn't put out an album, but he did some singles. One well, in, one in 2000. Maybe he was just laying the bl- blueprint for Pitbull, who. Oh, shit. No, it's an album just, that hasn't come out yet. Nice. Just like Pitbull. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. But the singles came out in 2013, 2014. Oh, so maybe, maybe so, this stuff's never coming right. out. So he put two singles out for a comeback album, which has not come out three or four years later. Wait, two, uh, the, two to three. <laughs> it's the end of 2016. Yeah. Uh, but anyway, so. Yeah, uh, Mace. Yeah, no, I remember because I remember whenever that song would come on, uh, I remember like the overall shape of his rap parts, but I don't know what any of the words are. So I remember him be like, yeah, you cut the boot drop. And I was like, that's like, I like, yeah, this is how it goes. But what are all those words? I don't know what any of those words this are. This is, it's post word. Yeah. It's just mumblecore. Yeah. Why why go to the time to flow or have words? You can just get the semblance of words. Yeah. Well, you know, he paved the way for like modern mumble rappers. Yeah, man. They're like, Mace you know, I think he was onto something. Look, he stripped rap down to its bare essentials. He didn't even have autotune vocalization. Yep. Not not words, just it's coming out your mouth. <laughs> Dude, look, beatboxing is way too hard. So just sample something and just mumble. <laughs> Done. Yes. Done. Okay, let's put on uh, messing around. Let's. So, like, as we were we were watching this, like, I wanted to catch the part where he explains that he heard the Ario Speedwagon song on the, on the radio, and the first time through we missed it because this video is also like, like, it shows you that he's been messing around because it's showing all the girls he's been messing around with. I well, guess. No, but it's, it's confusing because they showed the girls going through the Polaroids and getting mad. Yeah. So maybe I don't know if it's those Let's, are the ones he's been messing around on or or, or with. with or both because it might be like. Let's watch and find he's out. A player. You can watch along with us on the YouTube's. Available on the internet. Also available on Napster. <laughs> so there's Polaroids, uh, moving Polaroids like Harry Potter style. They're magical Polaroids. I don't know what that means. I'm gonna assume that's hilarious. They have pictures that move in Harry Potter because they're magic. You know, like a hologram, but but magic. Yes. Yeah, so um, these women are very attractive. Yeah. The aesthetic they were going for was clearly like Victoria's Secret ad. Yes, and you can see now they're enamored by the Polaroids. Yeah, like at first they're just looking like what, and then and they're taking Polaroids. See, they're they're doing the like, oh, you know, cute girls when we're alone with each other, we jump around on the bed and take, <laughs> take pictures in our underwear. Yes, and bubble baths. Oh. It's another great example of Pitbull rapping with zero rhymes. No. Okay, he started rhyming a little bit there, but there's no, like a, a it was couple stages. Best a slant rhyme. Yeah, yeah. He rarely goes like full rhyme, and frequently just dodges them. Like he's very, he's he's very uh, sneaky about it. Uh, he's wearing a double-breasted jacket. That is that is bold for Miami. Yeah. See, he's singing it to her, and she's like all yeah. over him. Yeah, it's. <laughs> he Look, points like, yo, he goes, he's listen. like, listen, straight up. I'm trying to tell you, straight up, just so you know. When he says that, he points at her like, yo, listen. Right, so now he's now he's in on the party. She's like shut up. She's like just shut up and you know. Okay, and touch now here's where it turns. Where she takes a look at that Polaroid and she's like, "What's this one? It's not the magical one." Of that Wait a minute, you've been messing around with Enrique Iglesias? 
Because some of them are wait, just wait. Pitbull and Enrique together. Right. Maybe there's like a different oh. like subtext here. They're both telling all their they're both telling their personal harems. They've been messing around. Enrique's like, I've been messing around with Pitbull, and Pitbull's like, I've been messing around with Enrique. <laughs> he said they're close friends outside of music, too. Enrique was on the hug Pitbull tier. So for, <laughs> yes. for those of you who don't know what I'm talking about, on the special there's in the first half there's this whole thing where where everyone who works with Pitbull has to hug him publicly. Like you walk out on stage with Pitbull, you have to hug him. And it always looks incredibly awkward. And then later, people like Joe Perry only get a handshake. Yeah. See now they look disappointed, and now she won't kiss him. See, they didn't show she looked at one picture, got mad. They didn't show what was in that picture though. Right. Was it other girls or was it just him and Pitbull? No, that's why they don't show you. Yeah. You're, you fill in what you think, right? Yeah. You see what what a reflection I mean, of, your, of yourself. Okay, but there's no continuity. Like they'll be mad for a second, and then it's back to everybody's happy and pillow fighting <laughs> and 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 balconies with the wind blowing through the hair and, and bubble baths. This I'm ready part. Uh, I, what are you ready for? Messing around for messing for more messing around. <laughs> Wait, and that's actually a shot, like, from earlier. Okay, and then it ends right with the shot of Pitbull and Enrique. I think it's, there's... I think there's... That's the only logical explanation. I think there's, that like... they've been a, messing around with each other. Yeah, I think it's it's a very progressive message. Yeah. He he um, really did... He did re-own it, reappropriate it. It's, uh... He's gonna own the Grammys, you know? Oh, yeah, that's right. <laughs> He said, like, so part of it was they were covering rehearsals for his Grammy performance. Because he, he was closing out the Grammys well, and he, he was he like, said, we're closing it out. No, but he's like, he got upset because he goes, they rolled the credits on us. Oh, yeah. And he did, he keeps, he has like this thing, it looks like a nervous tick, but it's actually supposed to be him winking like, hey, just so you know, wink, wink. Yeah. But it, but it looks so awkward <laughs> yes. it just looks like a tick or something yeah like he's like and he, uh, and he, goes, uh, he goes they ran the credits on us he's like really appreciated that grammys and he's like just so you know you heard it here i'm gonna own the grammys yeah it's like that's not a thing <laughs> right. to own there's also like no reason to want to own the like what is the point of like like you're gonna take over the entire well maybe he, recording wants, association. Maybe he wants to be like trump and, and own a pageant yeah right <laughs> yeah um Oh man! So <laughs> they also okay. So he also they sh they they talked about him working with J Lo. Although I don't know if there's a specific song they worked on or if they were just no. They, they just had together they just had like, concert footage of her, and or maybe they, she performed with him at the Grammys. That would make sense. Uh, no, the Grammys were him and Joe Perry and Enrique. Oh, yeah. It was the same Robin lineup. Thicke. Oh yeah, I'm sorry, not Enrique. Robin Thicke. Uh, it was the same lineup from that video they shot in the water. Bad man. <laughs> I think oh, yeah. that was the song that did, Bad Man. And, yeah. and Pitbull, he's, no, he had this whole tangent about this, about how he goes, you know, you'll never get anywhere in life, in any industry, being a nice guy. Like, you gotta, you gotta be the bad guy, you know, and get things done that yeah. way. And you're like, is that true? Is that, <laughs> like, I don't think that's, I don't think that's entirely true. I mean... There are people who are known for being really great to work with and <laughs> yeah. all around great people. Like it, that's the thing. If your if your worth is actually derived from skill, see that's that's also why I question. <laughs> you like, can be nice. He's constantly comes back to without like saying it flat out, but at the same time, he really wants you to know that like he learned his business acumen during extracurricular activities, and it's like yeah, but you know sometimes that like the useful attitude in that scenario does not translate to the music business. Like, right. you know, like when people be snitching, right, you can't always just like, murder right, someone like, out of the scene. You can't just put your driving gloves on and throw somebody <laughs> in your trunk and, and, get, and get some piano wire. Yeah. <laughs> okay. So I'm trying to find this thing. Um, I just remember the other video that we should watch, which I'm pretty sure is also a, you know, lonely single from an, uh, unrealized album. But freedom. Uh, no, we need to watch the freedom video. We'll watch that too. Um, but no, I was thinking of um, sexy beaches. Oh yes, I gotta find that I, comment. I admit that is a better choice. I forget how this came up. I might have literally been looking for like whether or not he actually is, is whether it's supposed to be kind of a play on words 
because it sounded like he it it wasn't like he didn't get right the play he on didn't words. He, he, he it's one of those things where everyone just assumed it was witty yeah and then and he's then just he's like, like no. yo is I like sexy beaches. I, I bring the sexy to the beach. Okay, I found it. Okay, so this is from some interview. I don't know where this was, but I was. I think I was literally looking for something like this. But here's from the interview. <laughs> and he delivered. Question. You also have a new song called Sexy Beaches. Is that a play on words, or do you actually find beaches sexy? First of all, that last part is stupid. But Who, What is this in? Yeah, no, some dumb magazine. It's, it was so some, it's not Rolling Stone. It might have been. It was something as bad, though. You know, it was some some garbage, like, yeah, it was like Google, Pitbull, blah, 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 and it was some fluff interview for, like, some, or, like, spin or something. Because it sounds like a question from, like, a high school newspaper. Right. It sounds, yeah. So, you know, music journalists. Well, tell me more about your wonderful music. Um, Anyway, so, uh, but the best part is his response, which basically uh, just sounds like, anyway, so his answer is, oh, I'm talking about sexy beaches. Whether it's Key Largo or the Bahamas, there's nothing but sexy beaches. And you don't necessarily have to own a beach to own a beach. You can go to these spots if no one's there and have an amazing time with your crowd. It's like I say in the song, I don't bring sand to the beach, I bring the beach to the sand. All right, we gotta, so we gotta unpack this. There's a lot going on here. First of all, I'm not sure if there's a lot to unpack, but well, there's nothing first, to unpack. First of all, he doesn't understand the play on words, right? He clearly does not get sexy beaches. Uh, beaches could maybe sound like bitches. So, like, you got your sexy bitches and your sexy beaches. Um, that's what I think they're getting at. We'll never know because Pitbull clearly didn't intend it that way. So then he's like, okay, so then he's like, nah, man, it's I'm talking about sexy beaches. Like, you know, here's some some sexy beaches. There's nothing but sexy beaches. And then I don't know what that has to do with it, but he's like, you don't have to own a beach to own a beach. And I think he's trying to say, like, you don't have to actually own one. Like, do you, you own a beach? You don't need to be. I don't think Pitbull owns a beach. You do not need to have the deed to a property, right. which includes a beach. You can enjoy a beach without owning own it. the beach. Which I think everyone if, knows because most people don't own beaches. You, and I don't think he does either. If you just show up <laughs> looking like a Coke dealer. <laughs> Yes, you will own that beach, especially if, like, he's postulating no one is there. <laughs> right, and I think he's saying, you know, you can bring your own crew and just have fun. And you can bring the beach to the sand. And he's saying is that all of these ladies who are on his payroll will come with him to the beach. And again, like, I don't like he's trying to do a play on words with I don't bring sand to the beach, but like flipping it around is not doesn't, a clever. Right, it doesn't work. It's it not a clever. Work. It's it doesn't fit the metaphor. Uh, so he's saying like, okay, so, uh, what the, uh, colloquial phrase, I don't, you know, don't bring sand to the beach. It means if you're going to somewhere, if you would like to meet ladies, if you're okay, this is, I'm sure it works both ways. Uh, but as this is my perspective, so as a man, it's, if you'd like to meet ladies, uh, then if you're going somewhere where there's lots of them, you wouldn't necessarily bring a date. So like if you're going somewhere to meet women, you wouldn't bring a date when you're trying to meet other women. So don't bring sand to the beach is like, don't bring your girl to the club. As we R. learned Kelly. in that R. Kelly song. I know, R. Kelly is visionary. In case you're wondering why you shouldn't bring your girlfriend to the club. Uh, I know, R. Kelly. Unless I, your game is tight and you trust her. I think from now on, I, if any woman I date, I'm just going to be like, hey, we should listen to some R. Kelly. And maybe just <laughs> oh. like, they'll think, okay, I don't want to go to the club. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. This one also has sort of like a loose premise that doesn't really. I mean, the pre- the premise is sexy beaches, but God. if anyone's going to exploit <laughs> Pitbull's it's, people, it's, it's going to be Pitbull. Pitbull. All right. Featuring Chloe Angelides. Who does not appear in the video. What? So she sings the hook, but it's like there's some other girl who's like the like the like stand in for her. Whoa, so it's CNC Music Factory style? <laughs> Kind of? Yeah, yeah, nice. He took the blueprint. <laughs> Man is a historian. Like Miami, which is where they clearly are. <laughs> right.
the permanent smirk that he has on his face almost yeah. looks like he's like paralyzed. Like he has like Bell's palsy or something. And that's but that's is, where that, that wink twitch comes from. Face is just permanently in that smirk. See, he looks like it's like he's like a creepier Pee Wee Herman. <laughs> I swear, he's the creepiest dude. I'm so creeped out by Pitbull. (laughs) I love the the filter sweep with the with the tongue. Oh man, this is as far as he can think of the concept for the song: sexy beaches, hotels. Whoa, and they booties like bang nonsense. I don't bring the sand to the beach. I bring the beach to the sand. That's that makes sense. <laughs> Moving on. <laughs> I would have accepted literally anything. Like, maybe where Pitbull isn't. <laughs> There's this weird narrative, though, about him meeting, like, the, the like, folk girl focus from the beginning, uh-huh. but then he brought all of his dancers? Right, but this is that's the only one he kissed. Right. The Again, other girls would so kiss him. It's a sta- right, because they're his well they yeah, they're they're on the payroll. They're, right, and so that would be a yeah. legal gray area. Although in Miami <laughs> It's it's for the look. It's like he you know, you gotta If you don't, if, I feel like he's got to bring them everywhere. Because if you just saw Pitbull by himself, you'd be like, "Oh, wait, who's oh, this creepy? Like, he's a small uh, bald man with a creepy mustache. What is this Why? creepy Pee Wee Herman looking guy <laughs> yes. wearing my grandmother's sunglasses? <laughs> dude, that is the worst Pee Wee Herman Halloween costume ever, dude. <laughs> Sexy beaches, hotels. He has another song called Hotel Room Service where he just. <laughs> Where the whole hook is hotel, motel, holiday inn. Those are the three types of uh, accommodations he can think of. <laughs> I feel like how we were saying people think Pitbull's a dancer because a lot of dancing mm. happens around him. Right. He has a lot of singing around his voice. Yes. But he himself cannot sing. And he can like almost meet, rap. Meet a sexy stranger in the lobby. Right. Uh, wait, the lobby of the beach? Right. <laughs> <laughs> oh wait, wait, sexy beaches, hotels. Oh, I see. Those are the two places wait. we're discussing. Oh. <laughs> I'm sorry. This song is too many layers for me. <laughs> I got really confused. Are you sure it's not the lobby of the sand? <laughs> the 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 beach is the lobby of the ocean. It is. That is a very <laughs> deep and insightful. I like how they just flash the words that he yells on the screen. Right, <laughs> sexy beach hotels. But is there more to your thesis, sir, or is it just? Oh, oh, ne- oh I get it now. You don't have to own the beach because you can go to a hotel. Yeah. Where there, where there is a beach. And then you'll feel like you own the beach because you paid. of your sexy beaches. <laughs> Hashtag love Florida. But Flo Rida is not even in this video. He's, he's so in confused. the honeycomb. He's hiding in the honeycomb hideout. <laughs> Does that have a lobby? I, I don't know. I think it was in a tree. <laughs> not sure. <laughs> Both the Keebler elves work the desk, right? Yeah. Um, and I think, uh, you know, the... Lucky Charms Leprechaun might be hiding out there from those kids. <laughs> Always trying to steal his Lucky Charms. All right, let me see what else I got. On. Oh, yeah, so goals, right? <sighs> oh, man. Goals. Oh, man. I, All right. The goals are intense. Oh, wait, wait. I got... There's uh, a lot. Oh, shoot. Before we get to the goal, Oh, shoot. No, I got some other... We'll come... Okay, we'll come back we'll to the We'll come goals. back to the goals. Goals is, is key, but... All right, so... Uh, <laughs> we can talk about Slam. <laughs> yeah. Uh... So, yeah, so he mentions Slam in the he last mentions, thing. He mentions, right, oh, you want to set this up from uh, from what we learned about Slam last time? Yeah, well. So we're trying to set up Slam. All right, so in between that episode and this one, John Oliver did a piece on charter schools in which uh, he mentions Pitbull and shows a picture of him in reference to his Slam schools, which I thought was sports leadership and management, 
which he says at one point. Yeah, but it's he, also he thinks it's that too. Right, but you aren't the only one. Apparently, who it's, that. it's supposed to be sports leadership arts and management. No, no, it just says sports leadership arts management. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So the, <laughs> on the on the logo on the thing that they show you, but when right there, it's like graduation or something because yeah. they have all these silver shovels with silver helmets lined up. <laughs> And uh, he's giving a speech, and he's he yeah he says sports leadership and management. <laughs> but so the thing about this is, so he's bringing this up because he's like, you know, this is the hustle, right? And we do the hustle for this other stuff. And he goes, "Slam is a live forever project." Like like this crap. Like all it's gonna take. Is like a handful of people to go nowhere from the school, yeah. And and people are gonna stop going. And he's not. He, I'm sure he does not have the education administration experience <laughs> to say, stop. We got to turn this thing around, right? You know, he's. I'm sure he's gonna be so enamored with his own school that it'll just continue oh, yeah. to be a terrible charter school. <laughs> yeah, and he said something about. They're creating monsters there, which is oh yeah yeah <laughs> a well, weird way to say. No, well, the setup for it though is he tries to give the analogy. So we go back to the fact that he's saying, you know, I learned all this stuff about the music business basically from drug dealing, right? Yeah, and and so he's trying to extend that to basically be like, well, I couldn't have a school where we taught you to drug deal. So what, what's the other thing I know about sports? Oh yeah. And so he's, he goes, he gives this total nonsense. I, I don't even know. Like, I wish I'd written down exactly what he says. Right. He goes, it's like, you've got the, how, what's the distance to the three point line. That's the X. And then how much time's left that's the why. Right. Like he's trying to say like and that's the equation. You, you can use sports to teach math and useful shit, but the way he says it doesn't make any sense. What well, it just and breaks. also like he doesn't <laughs> clearly know how algebra works. And I'm getting it, it, it echoes, you know, the whole like new math controversy. <laughs> yes. Where everyone was saying, What is this? It's not actually math. And yeah. I go, Oh, pitbull's on it. Pitbull's <laughs> on that new math train. That's the X, and that's the Y. And then, um, solve it. And then he goes, and that's how you create monsters. <laughs> <laughs> it's what? like, yeah, I guess. Uh, if that's is this, how you're going to teach the math. Wait, is, is this biology class now? <laughs> yeah, I was like, I don't know. Pitbull's genetic and Pitbull's oh. the Pitbull Center for Genetic Engineering. Uh, so, okay, so... He got a, a star on the Hollywood Walk of Fame, and oh, apparently yeah, he was, was. This was a travesty. It took him a while because he was holding out for a specific uh, spot, or I guess I think this was by other like Cuban Americans. No, or this something. was his cl his claim was that you know they they've been asking to give him a star for a long time. Yeah, but, uh, but he, he held was, out. He was just holding out, right, holding to out get, for that spot to get that prime real estate by you know whomever. Yeah, he I think wanted it was to that older cuban singer he mentioned or something that might have been related to that oh yeah um but anyway so but the best part is that he says how uh it's not just for him it's for everybody and he even at one point says <laughs> it doesn't say pitbull it doesn't say 305 it doesn't say, it's like it does say pitbull on it like he's like this is for everybody oh, yeah. but it will still have your name <laughs> on it right like it does actually just say pitbull yeah. Oh, yeah. He goes. Thing. He goes. It's not just Pitbull. It's not just Mister Three Hundred Five. It's not just Mister Worldwide. And and your so your point is very valid. But additionally to that, I'm very confused because how can you be both Mister Three Hundred Five and Mister Worldwide? Right. He used to. He was supposed to be that. He used to be Three Hundred Five, and then he graduates Worldwide. <laughs> and now, like this special is called, you know, Beyond Worldwide. So I assume pretty soon, you know. uh what, he's going to be like playing the first casino on Mars or something. <laughs> well, you know, it, it it might be that he he's he's not Mister Three Hundred Five anymore mm. because as I found out, yeah, while waiting for Vietnamese oh, right. food. Oh my god, I forgot about this. Yeah, a couple of weeks ago, I was waiting for Vietnamese food, and um, you know, I typically New York everything is tiny, 
right? Yeah. Space is extreme premium. So I normally, um, I don't order in food because I feel like I need to at some point get up and go somewhere. So I always go places. I walk in and I order and I usually walk outside. And so I walk outside and these guys standing next to me, they're like, they're outside of the restaurant next door are talking about Pitbull. And the, and this dude's clearly like upset about this and he's mm. complaining and, and I start to sort of get wind of what he's talking about. And I'm like, I'm sorry, I don't mean to eavesdrop on your conversation, but can you, can you tell me your story? I'm like, I'm really curious about this. And he's like, oh yeah. So, uh, so he's like, I used to have this clothing brand in, uh, down in Miami. It's called 305. And I looked it up and it, yeah, it's because he's like, yeah, it still exists. My partner bought me out, whatever, mm. blah, blah. And I saw this and actually I kind of, I, I felt like, so I used to live in Miami. I felt like, I'm like, I think I've heard of this before. And he was at lunch with, I guess, like his then girlfriend who was friends with Pitbull's baby mama. And this was a, this was a long time ago. Uh-huh. So I don't think Pitbull was a national name yet. And he said, so this guy, this guy had like red hair. He's probably like Irish. Uh. And he was saying, Pitbull got all upset and was like, it's not right that somebody like you has this, the 305 name, (laughs) right? Like, uh, I don't know. It's a, it's an area code. Yeah. And I imagine probably like the people of all races work at bell labs. Like, I don't, you know, I don't know, you know, like it was, it was so, so Pitbull, um, tried to sue him for the name. And so he's like, dude, it's like, like, it's just this clothing company, you know, it's not like, he's not like a millionaire or anything. So he ended up, he got, I mean, the claim was totally ludicrous. So he got somebody to take the case pro bono because again, like, I don't think Pitbull was a household name yet, but he, but he was somebody and especially he was somebody in Miami for yeah. sure. And so this guy took the case cause I think he knew it was the slam dunk. Like he yeah. wasn't going to lose this case and basically for the publicity and they won this lawsuit, but Pitbull tried to sue him over the three, <laughs> like three, like, yeah, I should, I should have rights to this thing you all collectively use yeah. known as the area code. Yeah. Yeah. It seemed totally ludicrous. So, so maybe he's like, I guess, uh, he's like, I'm moving on from three Oh five, Mr. Worldwide. And now Mr. Climate change, climate change, uh, Mr. Uni- Mr. Wait, could he be, he can't be Mr. Universe though. Cause that was, that was the Arnold, that <laughs> right. was Arnold. That was the right. bodybuilding competition. Yeah. No, I mean like he's got to go a stage at a time too. So he's got to like, he's got to graduate from slam solar system. <laughs> he's, he got, is that the next, is that slam graduate school? So you become, <laughs> you become the, the intergalactic the superstar, inter, interplanetary champion. Yeah. <laughs> Wait, intergalactic superstar like Zlad. <laughs> yes. So another segment in this thing was they showed some, so it was, there was a lot of behind the scenes footage of a lot of these videos. And one of them was for, uh, this video freedom, which is they're showing this footage from the from from this Norwegian cruise liner, which is funny for a bunch of reasons. One, because there's going to be a Pitbull cruise <laughs> coming this March. And I think originally, uh, I'm not sure if it's on, if it's on Norwegian or not. It might be. But Probably I, if there's a tie in with this yeah, video. No, no, I, no I think it, I think it is. But I can't Good confirm. That. I would have to look it up. And the other reason was so. Like, here's the deal. So most of this whole special is really produced, right? Like I'm saying, it's it's like this faux interview. There's all this behind-the-scenes footage. There's this one bit where you know they were dying to include it because it is the least produced bit in the whole thing. He They're, they're talking to him on, like, a non-steady cam while there's an announcement in the background on set. <laughs> It's the worst audio on the whole thing. And he, and he goes, he goes, he, I forget the setup to it. Cause the, what he, the, the payoff is so ludicrous. He goes, you know, it's like we say from the raft to the boat, to the yachts, to the cruise ships. 
Yeah. And, and it's like, well, those things do get bigger and bigger. <laughs> they get bigger. But. They definitely get larger. Uh, but yeah, it's. Uh, uh, I, I'm with you up until the yacht. But then it's like, I don't feel like a <laughs> no, cruise no, no, ship no. is it's better. It's not yacht. It's yachts. Right. It, it's Raft suddenly. to the boat to yachts, yachts. to cruise right. ships. It we becomes plural. plural halfway <laughs> through. Right, which yeah, it's a sign of uh, of uh, growing wealth. And the, right, and the thing is, like, <laughs> sure, a cruise ship is big, but tip, like the stigma behind cruise ships is, it's like you get seasick on this thing with this crappy food and people and, pay a lot and of money to, like all these old people right yeah. and every once in a while things go horribly wrong and, <laughs> yeah. right because you're at sea right <laughs> whereas a yacht it's it's you've got like yeah. a crew that it's you know do you can, everything like, turn around but cruise ship is like, like you're butlers, going where you're right? going you can go wherever you want and then and some of these mega yachts dude are insane yeah. right and plus it's like unless he's saying that you like own a bunch of cruise ships and then just Matt, profit from them. But Matt, that still doesn't sound as cool as just like having a, a big yacht. Matt, you don't you need to own a on. cruise ship to own a cruise, to own a cruise ship. ship. <laughs> right. Again, it just, I think <laughs> I, it might just all be like tie-ins for Norwegian cruise lines. Like he's well, like from if, the yacht to, uh, to the cruise ship. Cause that's is, where I'm performing this March. They did a bad job because they right. didn't, they didn't mention it, but yeah, man, we, I want to go on that Pitbull cruise. You I'm know, down. You know somebody's getting stabbed on that cruise. <laughs> I'm down. I mean, it's got to be a better party than 70,000 tons of oh, metal. Oh, <laughs> for sure. For sure. Yeah. Well, it was either that or, like, you should see him in Vegas or something. When I was in Vegas, I, I was saying, please tell me Pitbull is performing well. Yeah. He, no, he did a— But he wasn't. Yeah, he did, like, a brief residency, but— No, he has a, it's, he has a regular show. It's just— but not it's got to be seasonal, be, right, right? Because he probably frequent. still tours and stuff. All right, we got to find out when he's doing that again. Plan like a, a Vegas, Vegas trip. Oh yeah, my buddy. We'll go stay with my buddy Andy in first class trash. I'm gonna give a shout out to first class trash. Who <laughs> this episode will air too late for this, but they're playing a they're opening for Orgy in Vegas. <laughs> oh nice. Yeah. And there's one other thing we got to talk about before before the goals. What's up with your raggedy ass shoes? They cost a D ninety nine. These kids are yeah, staring kids at a cruise ship. Dreaming of cruise ships? And he just saluted <laughs> the cruise ship that had like a starfish painted on it. <laughs> okay, so there are again a lot of sexy ladies and they are wearing flag bikinis. Um, some of their bottoms and they're are very matching things that match their bikinis behind. Yeah, they're all car- they're all carrying flags, and, and the woman with the Brazilian flag looks Asian. Yeah, I, I don't think they, there was. I think they're like match match your bathing suit, but don't so much worry about matching your ethnicity. 